the City Podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Another edition of Keys to the City. I'm your host, Trevor Keys, alongside the big brother, Ted Keys. What a show we got for you today. Ted, we're going to be talking about some NBA draft. And your Orlando Magic, maybe, may have had the most surprising pick from last night. We'll talk about I like it. I love it too, man. I'll talk. I will talk about it in a little while. Takeaways from the NBA draft, but let's start off with there was another huge night for yes, us Yankee fans. And I like to always think of years, especially with my teams, and especially if there's a team that has title hopes, like the New York Yankees have had for the past five years. And well, we know the results of those five years; they haven't gotten it done. But then, like you see, sometimes with teams, like when, uh, the team that comes to mind for me. When I think of, it just feels differently. I know it's weird, but it maybe was. It's the 2020 LA Lakers. And the reason why I say that is because, yes, the whole COVID, everything hit, the bubble, and how that all transpired. But you felt like when the day that Kobe Bryant passed away, speaking of devil behind me, you just felt like it was destined for the Lakers to win that title that year. And they ended up doing that. They won the title in the bubble against the Miami Heat. So I'm related to this Yankee team because the past five years, we've seen this team come up so short in the playoffs. But what we've seen the past two nights, Ted, especially against two foes that you know have been the kryptonite to the New York Yankees' success recently. It's been the Tampa Bay Rays and the Houston Astros. And both nights, down multiple runs, late in games, to find ways to come back both times, delivering in the clutch. We haven't seen that like we have in the past. Maybe 2017 felt like that, but that team came up short, but we never expected it to get to where it was that year. Now we're five years later, and we're thinking, well, Ted, does does this feel differently? And if we don't think it is, just look at the last two nights, Ted. Oh, my God. I mean <laughs> – Man, is it great to be a Yankee fan? And 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 you would say, well, I ain't complaining. What are you talking about? I mean, this honestly, this year has been so far historic. Yeah. I mean, we can get into the numbers. We can, you know, we can beat that drum up. You know, we we know this team is just so fun to watch. I'm loving everything about it. I mean, 15 straight home wins last night, continue the streak, back-to-back yeah. nights with walk-off wins. They're doing it every different way. You you sent me an article today. Is this pitching staff and this Yankee team defensively one of the best teams of all time in the sense of they're not giving up any runs. They give up, what, 3.02 runs a game. They score more runs than anyone in baseball, five-plus runs a game. So the difference is, is the reason why <laughs> – they still have having 20 wins so far in the season. 52-plus yep. wins so far. Wins. Oh, they have 20 losses. That, they don't even have 20 losses right it? now after 70 games, bro. I mean, here's the – I mean, another great stat. I texted to you before last night on Facebook when I saw it. 158 straight losses, Yankees, when they went into the ninth inning, trailing by three-plus runs. And, you know, I would say that our feeling in past years is, here we go again, like I'll – you know, they hit the home run last night. They, Bregman, bang! I'm like, oh, here we go. 3 right. nothing. You're like, oh, it's going to be a blowout. It's going to be one of those games. Yankees are coming off a high from the night before. They fight back. Boom, three-run shot. Stanton comes right back, ties it up. Then the Yankees don't get another hit until the ninth inning, from the third inning on to the ninth inning. They didn't do anything really last night, mm-hmm. but they held it together, and then they come back. Hicks, man, I mean – 
Yeah, that's, that's a big, that's I mean, a big, know, that's a big deal, Ted. Steve Young, when he wins the a Super Bowl in 1995, and he pulled and it was like pulling the monkey, the off, monkey the back, off the back. You yep. can see Hicks last night, like like a whole new person, just exuberated coming out. I mean, like yeah. finally, 45,000 people in the stand, 45,000 people, the sellout crowd, the place was rocking. It felt like an um, ALCS game. He hits the tying thing, and then and then for them to functionalize and get another run to get the win, you know, after IKF gets thrown out at second, which he was not out. He oh, yeah. was I remember, not I, remember out. I was on the, I was on the phone when you said that you were, you were let's was, just say the, the words, the words day. can't be repeated. On this. The slide, but DJ gets the walk. Trevino gets on the base. And yeah. of course the man of the hour, Aaron judge the night before his arbitration, the man of the hour. How about the man of the year right now? I mean, my God, <laughs> he's just like, I mean, I mean, we could talk about that in a sec because that's a whole nother debate. That's a whole nother topic to discuss. Is the whole? Trip, I mean, Trev, every night they're they're fine. They're blowing. They're what nine walk off wins more than any in Major League Baseball <laughs> this year. They are so fun to watch. They're excited. It, and you know what's incredible? You got still guys like Joey Gallo on the team who are like over four with three Ks, but it's like you don't even recognize it because they're like, just yeah, that's that's winning. I'm so glad you said that because it's like yeah, you think of like everybody has like their issues with their teams and stuff. And then you look at the Yankees and like the worst, probably the biggest issue they probably have is like, like Joey Gallo or maybe finding like somebody in the rotate back into the rotation or something, or maybe in the bullpen. But other than that, there's like, there's not a lot of things to really, I don't know, go in, go dive into and try, unless you're really trying to look under the microscope of something and you're just try, trying to find a way to just, go after the Yankees. You really don't have any explanation for their weakness right now. I mean, the hitting, the clutch hitting, the runs, the pitching. They have an ERA right now of 2.88 ERA. That's their ERA currently right now in baseball. Sure, if they're number like one in runs scored. I know. They're and they're in starting rotation. They're second and slugging. They're leading the league in home runs, which is no surprise. Their run average is second in the league. Whip yeah. is first. Uh, batting average against their first in the league. I mean, all their stats speak to why they are the best team in baseball right now on June 24th. I and it's the, not even close. It's I not the, even close. I and the, I don't want to hear about their schedule either. Oh no, that, that if you're just if you're just finding a way with the schedule and thing, then you're just <laughs> you got nothing better to do with yourself. The I, biggest, I, I got the, I got hold on. Here's the thing. The biggest issue that the Yankees had has come down to earth at some point. Oh, yeah, the past two days, I mean, they've been struggling with the pitching, but it's still been a huge, huge asset for this team right now. It hasn't been a liability, nothing. The biggest concern for me was something that got taken care of today was this Aaron Judge arbitration deal. And he got it. They settled. They agreed. One year, $19 million to avoid arbitration. I know that arbitration usually happens in the offseason, but due to that whole lockout situation, they had to push that back. So the Yankees got that. Figured out. Next is well, trying to lock got- up. The, next is trying to lock up ninety nine long term. Which right now, Ted, I don't know how much money that's going to be, but we're talking at least first dot should be over three twenty. Three twenty, not three hundred. Start with three. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When the he Aaron Judge really has all to say. But if the Yankees don't want to, they can really just, you know, the Yankees because guess what? Look what he's look look what he's been doing. He's the he is the main reason. I know that everybody has been 
having a big part into the Yankee success right now. But we all have to realize that Aaron Judge right now is the best player in baseball. He's been delivering from the start home runs, clutch hitting. I mean, he's doing What are you paying him right now, though? You have to start. My whole thing is you have to start not just at three million or three hundred million because I feel like three hundred million is like the new two hundred million. It's just like old yeah, news but it all for, depends a, for on the years too. Trev. I know, but for a player of his magnitude, well, you got what he's in the debate. He's in the comparison of the Mike Trout's. He's in the comparison of the Mookie Betts. He's in comparison with well, yeah, the biggest right, names the problem, of baseball. Though, right now, though, he's in the comparison. You, you here's what people is he going? To, is he going yeah. somewhere? But here's here's what the Yankee fans have to understand. There we go. There's a, there's a value. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's maybe what the Mets are probably going to pay him or offer him. Here's 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 a lot of things that we have to really we have to come back to earth with a little bit of this. This isn't just about one season, too. It's great that he in his last season of arbitration before he could possibly be a free agent, he was having an historical career. I mean, a historical season. He's on pace for 63 home runs. He's on pace for 120 plus RBI. He's on pace to win. I mean, yeah. every AL award. Here's the other thing. He also has two bonuses in arbitration. If he wins AL MVP, it's a $250,000 bonus. If he wins World Series MVP, he's another $250,000 bonus. But the reason why I say come back to earth is because you have to also consider what he's done the past four or five years with injuries. That, that you can't you can't forget about that. I understand 2017, he was a rookie year and should have won the MVP. But then the next three years, he got hurt. This Yo, year, Bryce Harper deals with injuries. Mike Trout deals with injuries. I, I know, but got paid. here's the also when this deal kicks in, he'll be 31 years old. So you know baseball players. I'm not talking they, ten, dude, ten. Here's the thing. They I'm want, not talking ten wants, years, though. I, I'm not going ten years. No, 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 no. I think I think he's gonna want eight years. So you're gonna pay Aaron Judge up to 39 years old? Because I'm looking at if you're saying this is where I think I think we might be on the same page. If you want to go to 320. He's going to want eight years. That means $40 million a year because where you got to get to is that $36 million arbitration. So he's the highest, so he's the highest paid player in baseball. Okay, that's perfect. He wants but to keep eight years, $320 million for him. He wants it. Ted, we just listened to a video of Buster, Buster only. And he said, Someone will pay him that. Somebody's going to pay him the money. Whatever it's going to be, somebody's going to pay him the money. My thing is, is eight years, 320. He wants to be in the ballpark of what Mike Trout is averaging, $36 million he should, per he year. He deserved so it. If, Oh, I, that's what I'm saying. So eight years, three twenty. Yeah, it's forty million per year. Okay, it's not ten. It's eight years. It's okay. But, yeah, but he'll be thirty nine when that contract goes out, Trev. You're gonna have him stand. I mean, okay, so okay, so okay. let's just. I get it. You don't worry just, about the last three years. You eat it. I don't care. You pay for the next five. Exactly. So my point from what I'm just hearing, then you don't want to give him it. Okay, so let's dump him and get nothing then, because that's what's gonna happen if the Yankees don't pay him. He's going to walk. He's not going to take a cheaper deal. He's going to ask for money, and deservingly so this season. I know he's had the injury issues. I get that. But so is Mike Trout. So is Jacob DeGrom. So is Bryce Harper. And those guys are still getting paid big-ass bucks because they are great players, just like Aaron Judge. I know he's dealing with injuries. But when he's on the field, he's always been the most consistent player for the New York Yankees. When he's come up since twenty seven, since twenty sixteen, and then twenty seventeen had his historical rookie season, he has delivered for them consistently. And if you don't want to pay him the money that he's asking for, somebody's going to pay him. Whether it's the Mets, whether it's the Red Sox, whether it's the Giants, God forbid, it's the L.A. Dodgers. I mean, L.A. just got to be 
I don't know what the hell they're producing out there with money because the LA Rams are just paying everybody billions and billions of dollars. They got beautiful stadiums. I just don't get it. But my thing is, is that if you let him walk, somebody's going to pay him the big bucks. All right. So can I ask you a question? I'm just thinking about this while you were talking. And I'd love to post this for a question for everyone. Do you know the Yankees have no problem posting out what they what they offer? If the Yankees offer eight years and three hundred and twenty, right, and that's their that's their number, they're not going to go higher. Maybe three thirty, but three twenty. Say we're going eight years, three twenty with the forty million. Judge rejects it and wants more. Who do you think is going to look worse, more the Yankees or Judge? If Judge chases, think, no, no, no. Hold at on, that point, say the Mets. Say the I Mets. Need, oh, I'll answer it. Real 100% judge looks bad because you're asking, you want the money, you want the ballpark of Mike Trout. Well, you just went, oh, you're at 40 million. You're there's not even nobody nowhere close to you in that situation now. Trout so if you're, saying no, if you're saying no to that, I'm not, I'm, I will not put any blame on the New York Yankees. They did their part. If Aaron Judge says no and their camp says no, we don't want that deal, then you look selfish, which I don't expect Aaron Judge to if he's especially gets a deal like eight years, 320. I don't ex- I, I I don't see him saying no to that. My thing is, I know that we have to worry about that. I just want to get back to talking about the Yankees in general because I know that this whole judge situation is like almost a dark cloud looming because well, we don't know what's going to happen. But you, but we you don't gotta, know if Aaron I Judge is going to be a Yankee went next away year. A little bit today, though, but the arbitration that they never went to arbitration that they they were able to. It's like they settled out of court. We didn't have to worry about all that stuff. I like that they worked together. They came in between. It was seventeen million. What it was getting paid. It was arbitration up to twenty one. They settled at nineteen. Yep. So. I think the Yankees understand what they got right now. I mean, we, right now we have the best player in baseball. Right now, June 24, 2022, there's no better baseball player right now in major leagues than Aaron Judge. Don't give me the Otani. Don't give me Mike Trout. Don't give me Betts. Don't give me this guy, that guy. It's Aaron Judge. He is the best player in baseball right now. He's playing phenomenal defense. He's hitting. He's clutch. I mean, the thing this year was, nah, he's got no walk-off. He's not clutch. Been pretty clutch lately. This, this, but this has been the whole team, and he's been the anchor. He's been the catalyst of this team oh, right he's now. He's the captain now. It's like the yeah, movie. I'm the captain he, now. Yeah. He's, and it, and mean, if he's, he gets the deal, he will be the next captain of the New York Yankees. And Aaron Judge is now starting to get let in. It's like uh, the movie Animal House. He's starting. If he leads them to a championship, has this historical season, right? Yeah. He yeah. will now be entered into the fraternity house with the guys like Derek Jeter, Babe Ruth, yeah. Maris. Man, yeah. that's okay. the that's where Aaron Judge is going toward. That he right now he's knocking on the door. He's in the entrance. He's still he's still part of the you know. It's like the movie. oh I, I get it. He's the, he's he's part of the gang, but he's not fully inside with the gang. He's not there. He's that he's not he hasn't won board. anything yet. He's kind of like the outside guy. Like hey guys, I, I want to be cool with you guys. I, I'm knocking on the door. Well. Got to knock that door down and win a championship. But this Yankee team right now, it just overall, he's been the main. I mean, I know that we always like to say, well, who's the reason for it? It's just been everything. It's been a combination of everything for the New York Yankees. But Aaron Judge, what he's been doing from start to finish, or not start, has been incredible. Nothing short of incredible. And this Yankee team, this feels, this team is... I. I wouldn't even say that. They said some people compared it to like the 98 team, Stevie, which is, I mean, for us, we know was the most historical team, probably in the sense of wins and championship that year too. judges prospect. And my thing is, 
is the biggest question is Aaron Judge. The Yankees have been doing their part. They're 52-18, and 18, 70 games. It's incredible that they still don't have 20 losses right now. This is different. This feels different as an, a New York Yankee fan. And if they, we don't want to agree, and if there's people that don't want to agree with it, that's fine. Just go back and look at the last two nights against their two ultimate kryptonites for the past five or six years, minus the Red Sox. They found ways to win, from come from behind, multiple, def, multiple runs, and to win, clutch. It just speaks differently for the New York Yankees. Because in past years, they would have lost these games, bud. 100% agree, too. And right now, as a Yankee fan... You can't be much more. I mean, I mean any I mean, more happy? You, you can't I'm be not any more happier. Home, but even if you go to the Rays game, right? Clay Holmes has a bad outing. He gives yeah. up the runs. They tie the game, and what? We find a way to win it in the ninth, and then we shut it down, right? Everyone's stepping up. Domingo Herman's getting his rehab right now. Chapman's going to be coming back. I'd hold the. I mean, you got to think about this in the long run. Got to keep this thing. I think the only thing that we have to worry about a Yankee, as a Yankee fan, is 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 our pitching staff and rotation where guys like Cortez and Tayon and other My guys no, haven't I, had I got you. The, the innings where they've had 150, 200. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. are they going to be able to survive the long run? But, hey, listen, I have faith in the New York Yankees. Look at Abreu, pitched last night, <laughs> got dropped for Gervino, gets traded, comes back, and last night looks good. He looks back to form. I think, I think everything for the Yankees right now and Brian Cashman – I know we've jumped on Brian Cashman offseason. Everything right now for the Yankees is clicking. And, yeah, I don't want to be like the Debbie Downer or the devil's advocate. Let's enjoy the moment. But we ultimately know what Kobe, Kobe Bryant, I always say, is one of my famous favorite lines of all time. When the Lakers were up 2-0, I think it was either Orlando Magic or the ball. I'm, not for, I'm forgetting the team. And the uh, person asked, well, why aren't you smiling? And he said one very simple term. Job's not finished. Probably the magic. Yes, the, I think it might have been the magic. <laughs> but job's not finished. Yes, they're 52 and 18. Thank you. It was the magic, T, actually. Well, the magic should have won game oh, one. They no, we're not, we're not getting it. We're not going to. No, 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 no. Courtney yeah, Lee no. had the layup no, right okay, there, and he yeah. missed yeah. it. I, oh. I actually do. I do remember that, Courtney Lee. But to back to that, job's not finished. Yes, they're 52 and 18. They're dominating, but we have to see what this team does in the postseason. It's all about a championship. Because as a New York Yankee, and the pressure, you'll never have any more greater pressure as a New York Yankee team than you do right now. And it's time for them to continue to play. They're doing it. They're hitting. They're pitching. They're clutch. It's working. Let's see if, if it continues throughout the season. We are Keys to the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms. So check us out if you want to. If you like listening. To the Keys brothers. But Ted, we were just talking about the Orlando Magic. And well, last night was the NBA draft. And I know that, well, you don't get to see a lot of this from an Orlando Magic fan. Usually they're like getting the worst luck. Sometimes they're like the fourth or fifth pick. Well, this year they got the number one pick. And we've seen that when the Orlando Magic get the number one pick, it delivers. Kind of delivers. Shaq. Then you get Dwight. It has delivered for them in the past. Well, we also signed Chris. We also drafted Chris Weber. Weber, yeah, Weber. We trade him for Penny Harden, but we know what's going to happen in six years. He'll be playing for the New York, uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Bring so him home, baby. Bring, come on, bring him home, LA. LA would love him. We need it. We need it. We need that. We need that. Yeah, we need, LeBron we need will be new. playing in Cleveland with his son. And uh, oh, yeah, there we no. go. Here we go. Here we go. But yeah, Ted. Last night, the NBA draft. My biggest takeaway 
was the number one pick the most surprising takeaway from last night's? Because all we heard, and from all the rumors and the reports that people are saying, oh, there's going to be a lot of trades, which there were, for but the biggest names that we've seen traded in the past week are Jeremy Grant, Christian Wood, and last night, once again, Kemba Walker has a new home. There was not any big trades. I know I, I don't even think it's funny because I want Kemba to do well. I'm a huge Kemba fan, as are you. So to see him not work out in New York was kind of upsetting. And we'll talk about the Knicks. <laughs> because the one team in New York that doesn't seem like they got their head on straight is the New York Knicks because what the hell are they doing? We'll talk about them in a sec. But what's the number one pick, Ted? You're Orlando Magic. You know what? The floor is yours. You're a Magic fan. How do you feel? Uh, uh, so here, here's the thing. I, I do watch a lot of college basketball, but I didn't see much of Jabari Smith from Auburn. I'll be dead honest. I did not see much, but everything that you read from, you know, the analysts or, you know, the experts and people was he's very athletic, six foot 10 can shoot the three. I think he's a better shooter. I think than Paulo Boncaro. Um, But here's the thing. Paulo was the best when the team needed him the most. He was there. I mean, we, I mean, Listen, if you're you're a Duke fan too, so you had to be happy. You had four players drafted. Oh, I was first. I was celebrating. I was like, because I was at the bar and I just like I saw the name and I was like, yes, because I like from what we heard, T, we all thought it was going to be either Holmgren or Smith, and Bancaro kind of got like a late push in the odds, the betting odds, to go number one. But I was very surprised. I was stunned that it was Paolo Bancaro. Well, I was stunned only because when you when you heard and you listened to the experts, they're saying it was it was Holmgren or it was Jabari Smith. And, yeah. and listen, I think all three of those guys, even Jaden Ivey, who went five, um, and listen, I, nothing against Keegan Murray, but I think those four guys for me stand out the most, and I think impact right off the bat. Yeah. Listen, we know what Holmgren brings, right? He's he's long, he's lanky, kind of. Rem- let's he's re- not. Let's Kevin remember. Durant. Let's remember this tweet, Nikola Jovic. That's not a typo. I think he went. He went to Denver too. So, we'll keep listen. An eye on that. And we'll keep an eye on who was the? And what was it? One team drafted two Jalen. Oh yeah, J- yeah, Jalen Williams. Two t- Jalen. Oh, Jalen Williams. One from uh, Arkansas, and I forget where the other one was. But I think Boncaro, when he comes in, he's the most uh, pro ready right now. Body type, he's six foot ten. It's about two forty five, two fifty. He's got he's, that. He's got size. He's got I mean, he's size. good size. He's he's gonna he's got he's. Got a great mid-range. He plays good yep. defense. Of course, he's got to mature his body. He's still young. He's only 18, 19 years old. He's got to work on his lateral quickness, but he can shoot the ball. He can score. He's going to add versatility to that that he, um, that Magic team. Listen, the Magic, I was, we were going through the roster, have tons, tons of young players. I mean, everyone on the team is pretty much under 24 except for Terrence Ross um, and, and Robin uh, Lopez. And Robin Lopez. But, and then they're all lottery picks. So, I mean, you got Jalen Suggs. And Mark Fultz at guard. You got Wendell Carter. You got Bo- Don't uh, forget. Bamba and yeah. at the, at the, at the under with the big guys underneath. You put Bonchero at power forward. You can go small. You can go big. He has versatility. He's going to come in right off the bat and be able to add offense to this team. You got to like where where they went with. I think the Magic go all right. Jabari Smith does he really fit? He's really good, but I I don't know. I don't know if he really fits. Where, where does he? Well, fit? They, the thing is, they they, they need wing They didn't need Holmgren. Because yeah. I just don't think he fits in where like it would have been too many big guys. Like we're in a league of guards and and wing players, not big guys. And Holmgren, yeah, I get it. He's seven for two. Can he can you know he can dribble, he can shoot, can play defense. But 
he, he doesn't have the big broad shoulders. Like it doesn't look like he's going to be able to put on weight. What seven two hundred ninety pounds? I mean, he needs to get to. You know, he doesn't have the giant shoulders, bro. And I don't ever see him being nice. I don't know if he'll ever. I think him being as a poor Zingas. I really do. I, I good player. I don't know if he'll ever be where you want to be. I think Jaden Ivey can be a uh, a bigger version of John Morant, explosive. I mean, he could score, get to the hole. He's got to work on his outside shooting. But listen, you can't knock his athleticism. But I love where the Magic went. It's it's a steal, I think, because a lot of people didn't have him at number one. I think he's the most pro-ready. I think it's going to – for this Magic team, it's about just building, right? I mean, they got young talent there, getting the right coach. And 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 they do have a good coach, but build – I mean, because the East is stacked. I, I know I'm rambling, but the East is stacked right now. This is a team that's building for two to three years down the road. Hopefully we're not picking in the lottery next year, but, you know, we'll see what happens. But I, I like what they did. You know about this kid, Paolo Boncaro, all year, a Duke player, best player. I, I, I mean, my thing was about this whole debate with Holmgren, Jabari Smith, and Bancaro. Holmgren, yes, has the length, has the ability to stretch the floor. And with today's NBA, having bigs that could stretch the floor are very valuable. The magic but, he can push around. But, but my thing is, when I look at those three, and I know I could be call me biased, I don't really care. I felt that Paulo Bencaro was the best player in this draft. I watched him in the in the tournament, watch him deliver, get into the Duke Blue Devils to the Final Four. He was a huge integral part of that team, probably the main guy. He was the offensive go-to guy for them. Defensively, he impressed he impressed me too. I know Jabari Smith has a clean jump shot, and he's going to be a great shooter in this league. And I think he's going to, I think he's going to flourish in Houston. With Jay, I think he, Jay. I think he fits very well in the Houston. Yes, and I, I think the play, I think the people, I think the people that went, like I said, Jabari Jabari Smith going to Houston, that's going to be a deadly duel for years to come. And I really like what the Pistons also did, getting Jaden Ivey at five and teaming him up with Cade Cunningham, and in an in, in Eastern Conference that has. Guards galore, and you have to have guards in this league to survive and to be successful. And I think you have two special ones in Kate Cunningham and now Jaden Ivey. And uh, that's another thing. When I look at this draft, the players that come out of this, when who's going to be the best, most successful, you always like to revert back to, well, what team did selected them? Is the fit going to be right? You know, we can't, we don't know how, if any of these guys, I mean, Ben Carroll, who knows? I don't want to I see anybody fail, but in the sense, we don't know how it's going to pan out. All we can do is just wait and see. But when I saw this draft, I was just stunned that it was Ben Carroll with the number one pick. I was stunned. I did not expect him to go number one. But, I told you that he should have because I. He was the I, most pro ready. He was dominant during the tournament, shot 52% from the three, has great size, can pass. And you think about it, like I said, Trev, the Magic already have the backcourt players who are good with the balls in it. So Banchero, you know, he can score from all three levels. He can post up. He can hit the mid-range. He can shoot three. It's yeah. going to give them a lot of versatility. I love what the Magic did. I, I think you got to look at all four the top five picks. The only one I think people question is the Kings pick. I, My listen, I the whole, hold on. My whole thing about the Kings, that I whole situation. I never know what the Kings are doing. I know. I do the whole thing. Hold on. My whole thing about that is, were they really going to take another guard? I mean, they took Halliburton. He's not even on the team. They already have De'Arian Fox. And then last year they took Davion Mitchell from Baylor. Did they really need to take another guard? 
That was my whole thing about the whole. And I know they were probably trying to trade out, and I know the Knicks were trying to move up to maybe get Ivy. That was no, the Knicks traded really, their pick. They, they I know, know that, but they were looking. But I, they were big on Ivy, and they were probably trying to. The Kings, from what we've seen in the past, and I sent you that little uh, photo, maybe it was a good thing they passed on Ivy because go with the other guy. And what we've seen with them, they've messed up miserably in the NBA draft. Speaking of a team that, well, we've just been talking great. The New York sports right now, everything looks to be coming back to normal. Giants are in rebuild, but there's promise, it looks like. The Jets, they're in rebuild, but it looks like there's promise. The Yankees, the Mets, they're dominating baseball. The Rangers just got to the Eastern Conference Finals. The Islanders were just in the playoffs a couple years ago. They've been in the playoffs. They've been one of the consistent teams in the NHL. And then you have, Ted, the good old New York Knicks. The one New York team that (laughs) we can sit here and say, what the hell are they doing? I I just don't understand the New York Knicks. I, for yes, they free up some cap space, and now they could go after a guy like Jalen Brunson or even a Kyrie. But still, I, I just don't understand the Knicks, and I, I really do believe that if you're a Knicks fan, Bing Bong. How about this, New York fans? You don't always like your little your little jokes, Bing Bong, because you're a bunch of Bing Bongs. You don't know what the hell you're doing. Listen, they say they're trying to create salary cap space. What? So you can overpay for Jalen Brunson? He's never going. I. He, he's never going to be an All Star. He fits what Dallas Mavericks need from him. Yeah. If the if the Knicks are going to go overpay for Jalen Brunson, good luck. Have fun. But it, it, listen, I like Jalen Brunson. He is a really good player. But what you're trying, you want to go get money, you go get guys like Kyrie Irving, you go get guys like Kevin Durant. But you ever notice the Knicks every year, we're going to get salary cap. Do you realize no one wants to come play with you? All these years, LeBron didn't want to come there, Durant didn't want there, Kyrie don't want to come there. No one wants to go play for you because you have to show. Here's the problem this is a team. You have thing. to show some sort of common sense. Well, not even common sense. You got to win a little bit. Like, why do you think certain guys go to certain teams? They want to win. Like, you don't see any free agent running to go play for the Detroit Pistons. I mean, yeah, maybe the Detroit Pistons are going to get DeAndre Ayton and then form that up with Kate Cunningham and build a young uh, squad going forward. But, I mean, like, I, if you're a Knicks fan, I just don't I don't know. I mean, Julius Randle, I agree. That's what you're building. Like, he's not a number one. Like, he's closer to a number three than he is a number, a number one. I mean, Jalen Brunson, he's a number three. Like, Jalen Brunson's a nice number three. Like he fits what the Mavs want to do with you, Christian Wood, Jalen Brunson, Luca, and they can get another shooter. That's more likely where it's going to be. Knicks, yeah, Knicks are full of role players. I 100% agree with that. Like I said, I agree. I do agree with that. It's just I the Knicks, like I just said, the Knicks to me, the franchise as a whole is just a big, big well, here, ball. It's just a big, big ball. It's a big, big they, ball because that's they just you got, build your young players up like when like. Perfect example, right? Let's look at the, the two teams that were. The day the Knicks game. become relevant is the day they get rid of James James Dolan. What the dad? It's it's he's James Dolan bum. ain't making all the picks. Someone's I know, it's I, their GM. I know that, but he's a bum. Oh, listen, he does well for the. Here's the thing: he does well for the Rangers, but that's also because he lets the hockey people do the hockey stuff. He doesn't interfere. He just makes sure he funds it. Yeah. But look at the two teams who are in the recent championship, right? the Celtics and the Warriors, they take these young players and they get them better. They build them up. There's a, there's a, there's a system to their madness and you see where it comes. I mean, look at 
Clay Thompson, 11th pick. Boom. Curry. I mean, Draymond Green. I mean, they make these young players. They build them up to get them better. Like, when's the last time they remember Nick being drafted? And then, and and you you know, you progress him. He gets to a point. You know what I mean? Like, you look at the Cleveland Cavs. We, you know, we knocked them. But you look at where they're young. Evan Mobley, Darius Garland. I mean, they got young players on that team that they're building and they're getting they're getting yeah, to and, they, they, they were almost they were, a playoff team this year. They play in the yeah. play-in game. But next year you got to look at that team as being one of the eight best teams in that East again and being right there and getting better because they're young, they're athletic, and they got a good coach. You know, it, the Knicks think they're the Lakers, the Warriors, the Celtics. They're not. They're not at that level. The yeah, Knicks are where the Magic are. The Kings are at. That's where the Knicks are at. The only reason why they they have the respect is because they're the New York Knicks. If they were somewhere else and not in New York, you, you wouldn't talk about them. Because, But because they're in New York and they're the New York Knicks and the historical franchise that they are, we feel a need to talk about them. I don't like anything they did last night. Here's my thing. If you're a Knicks fan and you like someone in that draft, you go get them. Stop worrying about draft picks in this. But you know what? We'll see what happens. The Knicks – they're like boo balls. They get you all excited, but at the end of the day, nothing's going to come from it. They'll be they'll miss the playoffs again. That's really how you just related the New York Knicks. I couldn't come up wow. with it. Just that's 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 really what you. Wow, you are truly. Give, give me a, give me a are, better. You are you're a bit. Give me a better center. Give me something be a, better. You should be a Knicks fan because you're a Bing Bong yourself. You don't like that metaphor, huh? Oh, okay. Give me something better that you can think of right now, smart guy. I don't. So exactly. I let you know. Yeah. Because your brain's not like a Ferrari. It doesn't go this fast. <laughs> oh man. Well, good luck to the New York Knicks. Listen, uh, I got I to keep it interesting, bro. The, the Pistons love what the Pistons did. Love what the Rockets did. Magic. Big fan of Bankero. I think they have it. Gosh, I like it, baby. I'm a Magic fan. Gotta love what they're doing. I, I yeah, hopefully they can figure it out because that Eastern Conference. Well, we'll see. It's it runs through Milwaukee. It runs through Boston. Well. Got to get you. Got to get it right. Just look at how the Celtics have done it, and look at how the Golden State Warriors did it. That you can still win in this league if you just hit on your draft picks. It's a big if. It's a big ask, but you can do it. We'll see what happens. We'll see how they plan out next week. We'll be back talking NFL football. We have to get to some NFL football because Ted, we are almost in July. I hate to say that to you, but it's almost July. You know Ted. what we're going to be talking about in a week? In a week, in five days. Kyrie Irving's got to make a decision about yeah. if he's going to take his player option and sign with the Nets. So we're going to be talking NBA free agency. It all starts next oh, week. Oh, yeah. July 1st, we're talking NBA free agency. What happens with Kyrie? Does Kevin Durant get traded? What happens with that? Hey, maybe the Knicks go get a superstar, and I'm eating my own words. What do the Lakers do? What, what do the Mavs do? Do they put another shooter or score around Luka? It's going to be very interesting. Warriors have to make some big decisions. they got a lot of players to make decisions on because they're going to have to pay a lot of luxury tax if they want to pay, keep that team together. So we'll see and what happens. And, and could be also seeing an NHL new champion tonight, Colorado Avalanche, going for the finish over the two-time defending champs, Tampa Bay Lightning. So we'll see how that, if the Colorado Avalanche win, to all Avalanche fans out there, congratulations. Don't know if they're going to win, but we'll see. A lot to talk about in the sports world. We will be back next week. We are on all social media platforms, so check us out at Keys to the City. We are out. You are now in tune to the Keys to the City podcast.